Hi there, my name is Allie Morgan, and I'm a tea-obsessed, dad-joke-telling, artist and encourager on a mission to help women live more creative and intentional lives. My philosophy is pretty simple. I believe that when we seek out the things that truly inspire us, we can't help but be nourished in amazing ways. And when we share our passion and our stories with the world, we help inspire the next woman to do the same. And that, my friend, is the heart and soul of Seek and Be. To seek inspiration and be inspiration. I'll grab my tea, you grab your favorite beverage. Let's get cozy and have some heartfelt conversations. Welcome to the Seek and Be podcast. I'm so grateful that you're here. Hey friends, thanks so much for joining me today for another episode of the Seek and Be podcast. I am so happy that you're here and I am so grateful for all the love you've been showing the podcast lately. Seriously, starting this podcast was a giant leap of faith. And it felt a bit scary and vulnerable, but you all have welcomed and embraced it with open arms. And I am just so, so grateful. (laughs) You all have sent the sweetest messages and emails telling me about your favorite episodes. And I've seen you sharing them with friends and posting them on your stories. And I just want you to know I appreciate it all so much. It really does mean the world to me to know that the podcast is helpful for you and that you've been enjoying it. It has been such a treat. And you know what? I am so glad that I took the leap and brought this little dream of mine to life. It has been an amazing experience. And speaking of amazing experiences, I am so excited for today's show. I have been waiting to share this one with you, and I am just like giddy that it's finally here. Today, I'm talking with Kia Cannons, who is an incredible artist and empowerment coach based in England. And I began following Kia and her artwork a a couple years ago on Instagram. And since then, I have watched her beautiful journey unfold. And we've since become friends, and even before the podcast was a real thing, like back when it was just a dream, I knew I had to have her on because she is such a lovely human and has such an incredible amount of wisdom to share. She was the first name on my dream guest list, and I nearly peed my pants when she agreed to be on the show. So yeah, I'm just a little excited about today. (laughs) So today we're talking all about rest and oh my gosh, friends, this is a jam-packed show brimming with goodness and I can't wait for you all to meet Kia and I can't wait for you to hear our powerful conversation. But before we get to that, you know I got to share about my tea. (laughs) It's kind of become my thing and in honor of Kia, I'm enjoying a delicious English breakfast tea. No cream for me, though, and just a bit of honey instead of sugar. 
Um, but you know how much I love researching and I couldn't help but get sucked into a Google black hole of information because I wanted to learn more about traditional English tea. And I loved finding out that cream became a popular staple in English tea because the china they used for serving it was so delicate that it could crack from the heat of the tea. And so they started using cream as a way to lower the temperature of the tea so the china wouldn't crack. I mean, how cool is that? <laughs> and now it's just such a part of the culture that lots of people still add the cream before the tea, even though I'm guessing most of them probably aren't using the fine china. But, you know, I just love learning new stuff like that. But I digress. Today is all about rest. And I hope you find our conversation so helpful and inspiring for adding more rest into your own life. Now, just a quick note about the audio from today. I mean, this was a call that literally was from across the pond. So <laughs> there's a little crackle on the line, but I hope you don't get dissuaded from listening to this episode because honestly, friends, it is so jam-packed with so much goodness. And Kia mentions a ton of helpful resources. So make sure to stay until the end. Make sure to check out the show notes because I've put everything in there just in one spot so you can check everything out. Okay, friends, let's dive in, shall we? Well, hi there, Kia. Hey, Ali. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing so good. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing fabulous and I'm so excited to have you here and to just have a lovely conversation. I am so excited for this. Oh, me too. This feels like such a treat. Just, you know, <laughs> a, a proper conversation with you. I feel like I know you already. I feel like we're already friends and yet we've only ever spoken to each other in our DMs and Instagram. <laughs> I know, but isn't that the great thing about technology? I mean, you really can create connections and friendships like through a screen who would think that that was possible I know it's amazing isn't it I have just connected to so many lovely people but you really are one of the top stars there Ali so I am so oh. so thrilled that you asked me to come and let's just chat <laughs> Wonderful. oh my gosh I'm so excited well let's just start with the basics give everybody a little information about who you are and what you're doing um, and what is exciting you the most these days? Sure. So my name is Kia. I'm an empowerment coach as well as an abstract artist, and I'm a writer. Um, I'm a mum of two little boys who are eight and ten, and I, you know, started out painting, have fallen into Instagram marketing, and now have fallen headlong into coaching and mindset mastery. And it's discovering that actually it's my mindset that makes all the difference in everything from my creativity to my business that has got me so excited to pivot this, this extra time, I keep pivoting, um, to actually really hone in on mindset. So right now I am just continuing to be so excited to get the tools that have changed my life completely into the hands of every woman who needs it. Well, and I mean, I love a million things about you. 
<laughs> the, the list goes on and on. Um, but also what has been so encouraging and so inspiring to me is that we've actually had kind of parallel journeys as far as focusing on art and then kind of finding a passion maybe we didn't even know that we had and then pivoting mm. into that. And then also I know you have an autoimmune disorder that you mm. have been working through, mm-hmm. which has led us to this fabulous topic that I want to talk about today, which is rest. And I would love to know what role rest has played in your life through through all those pivots, through mm. all those journeys and in the different aspects of your life. Oh, amazing question. And yeah, it's such an incredible topic, isn't it? I mean, if we can sort out our relationship with rest which essentially is our relationship with ourselves and our self-worth and also our faith in life and whether it can support us or whether we have to do all the heavy lifting then we can really get some incredible breakthroughs so I would say that I have only just finally got a significant breakthrough with rest um, in the last, I don't know, six months or so, maybe a bit longer. Um, I, I have lived my life and through every pivot, it has always been from the perspective of if I just work faster, work harder, be more productive, then I'll reach my goals or, you know, then I will be doing enough. And it, it's ta- and it's it's also been like rest and slowing down have kind of been my biggest teachers. They have just come up time and time again from everyone, from my functional doctor who has been helping me reverse my own autoimmune disease and um, to my coach, to just family, friends, just it always has been the same message. Kia, you need to slow down. And for a long time, I just thought it was surface level stuff, like literally, you know, just stop packing the boot up so quickly when you're getting the buggies in the car and the kids and that kind of stuff, you know, sort of in early motherhood, I could see that I was rushing then. But now I realize it's not just about the the physical things that you're doing, like the actual pace you're going at, it's it's a mental thing. And it's then it connects to a almost a spiritual thing about whether or not you believe you are okay and safe to slow right down and do much less. Um, So yeah, super, super fascinating topic. I'm so excited to jump into this with you. Oh my gosh. Well, so much of what you said, I, I mean, it was so beautifully said and it resonates on so many different levels because mm. I think everyone can relate to, we kind of have this hustle mentality of just work through, get things done. Like I'll sleep when I'm dead sort of thing. <laughs> like that's so, so common. And to hear you describe, it's kind of been this layered, not only is it just the small, like new mom life and you, you know, have a full plate or you're a business owner and you have a full plate, but it's really getting down to the nitty gritty, which mm. is my jam. I mm. love those topics and conversations where it really boils down to worthiness. Mm. And it sounds like for you, just like for me, it has not been effortless. Like it's taken a lot of work to kind of unravel, you know, the worthiness that's tied into, okay, you can stop 
and take a break. And this is going to be good for your body and your mind and your soul. Mm. Was there one specific catalyst that kind of started that for you? Or has it been a progression to get to that point? Mm, That's such a good question. That's a really fascinating thing for me to actually think about. What has it been? It's definitely been um, very gradual over you know, like years and years and years, particularly since I would say kind of as sort of my sort of spiritual awakening, waking up, understanding about mindset and all that, which kicked off, I think now maybe about three years ago, maybe two. Um, God, it's amazing how you lose track of time, particularly after a COVID and quarantine, right? <laughs> no clue what day it is. But yeah, it's kind of been bubbling up and being there in the background is something that I've been actively consciously trying to work through. But I had my biggest breakthrough right at the beginning of lockdown, you know, with COVID. Um, What was it that made me get there? I mean, it really, it, well, I tell you what it was. It wasn't like a thing that did it. It was that I had an epiphany in the shower, (laughs) which is, you know, where so many of us have our biggest thoughts when you've got like water coming down on your head or you're driving and you're not, you know, you're not sort of like really, really focused. There's a part of your brain, I think, that's connected to something else, maybe. Um, So, yeah, so I was in the shower and I suddenly, it just suddenly dawned on me that, wait a minute everything I'm trying to do in my life, all these optimal results that I am trying to create um, from the best intentions, just trying to be a great mom, trying to run a great house, you know, trying to get the household moving smoothly and trying to run a business to the best of my ability to really nurture my clients and find new ones and make sure people know that my tools exist. And it dawned on me, this label I've been using of trying to get optimum results, which I thought was really great and it was productive, was actually another word for perfect. And I was looking to try to be perfect. (laughs) Oh, goodness. (laughs) Mm. And that moment when I suddenly stood there and thought, oh my goodness, but perfect isn't possible. So what am I doing to myself? And then my next thought was a really good one. I don't think it was my brain. I think it was just whispered to me and I heard it. And it was, what would life be like if you let go of that desire for perfection and you just accepted life as it is now? You accept that you actually don't have enough time to reach optimal levels and do everything that you want to do in all these key areas of your life, what would you feel like? And I stood there and thought, well, I just feel like a two-ton weight has just been lifted off my shoulders. And it dawned on me that I was creating my own mental pressure through this warped view of perfectionism in that I was, you know, just thinking it was just trying to be really productive and that that was a good thing. So it was this epiphany that I had right at the beginning of lockdown after having really, really worked through and had a few sort of significant small breakthroughs with slowing down and resting more. Um, and then suddenly I, it's just like I just got it and I completely changed my, uh, the way that I am showing up, my thoughts. And I've discovered that I really have got the ability, especially with all the mindset tools that I have, to see myself starting to um, speed up 
or maybe hit a bit of overwhelm with something. And then immediately I can go through that kind of conversation I had with myself in the shower and just jump out of it. And what happens is I get my energy back, which is super exciting because I find that when I'm getting overwhelmed or trying to do too much or falling into old patterns, I get exhausted. (laughs) I don't know about you, Ali. Do you find that? Oh, absolutely. And I think, I mean, there are shower epiphanies and yours was like a next level epiphany. Mm. (laughs) Like how, how do you move forward from that? And like, how did you start, how did you start paying more attention to the idea of rest or slowing down or, you know, I think we can get overwhelmed with even knowing where to start or how to live our life differently. And and how did yeah. you go about doing that? Ah, uh, well, I was super fortunate that I had been to um, a three day conference um, last year, and I'd learned this technique called um, I think it's called Pareto's law. Another word for it that people refer to it as is the eighty twenty rule. Have you ever come across this? No, 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 this is fascinating. Yeah, this really is fascinating because, you know, most of us believe that the reason that we cannot rest more is because we don't think we have enough time. And that was certainly my thing. You know, I don't have enough time. And then, of course, adding in an extra layer of like, I need to do all these things and for the right reasons, which it actually turns out it wasn't for the right reasons. It was actually perfectionism meant that I really, really did not. I genuinely didn't think that I had the time. But then I suddenly remembered everything that I you know, know about this 80-20 rule, which essentially is about the fact that we need to rethink the relationship between our input and our output in life. Because the perceived wisdom that we're taught is that the harder you work, the better your results. And this science behind this rule um, shows us that it's simply not true and that not all of our action is equal. And it tells us that 20% of our work or you know what we're doing, our doing and our effort creates 80% of our results, which essentially means that 80% of what we do doesn't actually get us the results that we want. Only 20% does. And so then I started to work through what I learned around this, which is that you need to look at, you know, what are the things that are truly important to you? So you stop trying to do everything. You, you just whittle it down already to what are the things that are important to me? And then you look at, well, what are the the results that I want in those three, maybe you pick three areas that are really important to you. What are the results that I want? So what will get me there? And then again, you've sort of narrowed it down. Just now you've got sort of three different things you're trying to get results in that are really the most important things in your life. And then you're looking at the three things that get you the results in your life. All of a sudden, you are seeing what the 20% is that creates the 80% of the results in your life or your business, whatever it might be. And so then you look at everything else, this 80% of the stuff that doesn't really actually move the needle and get you to where you want to go, but you still feel obligated to try and get it done. And you kind of look at it and you ask yourself, like, firstly, like a question, like, well, does this actually need to get done at all? And then it's, well, you know, does it need to be done by me? This is kind of using Kate Northrup's words, I think from her book, Do Less, it's suddenly ringing a bell. And then I think her third step, which is a step that I use next, which is if it doesn't need to be done at all, okay, you sack it, get rid of it. But if it does need to be done, 
and doesn't need to be done by me. And if it does, fine, you do it. Uh, but it's way, way down your priority list. But if it doesn't, then it's, well, can I delegate it to somebody? Can I hire it out? And you're just looking to just really put, you know, reduce the number of things you're trying to do because you're trying to work smarter, not harder. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this is mind-blowing and it resonates on so many different levels because you know how much I love thinking about and talking about living more intentionally and I feel like that just goes hand in hand with really getting clear on what you value and what's most important mm. and it's basically a system to help you get to that point and I'm yeah. wondering what looking back you maybe can see how you were not using that time efficiently or effectively, like what are some of those maybe frivolous things you thought were so important mm. previous to that epiphany? Mm. Um, because I think that might help other people because we do have this mindset where we need to do all the things we need to work all the time. And it's not until you can step back and take a look where you realize oh, there's actually a lot of frivolous things that I don't need to have my hands in. Yes. Oh, that is such a great question, Ali. And I've never really thought about it. So um, that is, that's, this is going to be helpful for me. Um, so the three areas that I chose were, that, that were the most important to me. And, you know, when I had everything souped in there from before, from, I don't know, from my relationships with my friends and family um, to the relationship I have with my husband, relationship I have with my children. So that was just like relationships. I had all these priorities there. And then, you know, fitness, um, health, business, house. Oh, gosh, there was so much. But I just narrowed it down to actually it's just my business. Um, keeping my home, I, I guess, because, you know, I'm a mum and I have my own business. If my, uh, if the home stuff kind of, if the wheel falls off and there's nothing to feed anybody and there's no clothes for the kids to wear to school, there's nothing to pack lunches, then my life gets really, really stressful. So I kind of feel like that is a priority to me. Um, and then it was, um, yeah, my relationship with my kids, particularly, you know, if I'm not giving them that attention whilst they're home and they're small with me, then I know that I'll regret it later. And they are my absolute priority in life. And so when I kind of whistled it down to that and just thought, you know, everything else can just coast along. I'm not going to try and get a 10 out of 10 in every single area all at the same time. Then what I got rid of, like with the children, I got rid of, um, you know, trying to, I guess, sort of do everything like watch out for any hurdles that they could you know fall at any challenges you know instead of just realizing you know what every human even children are meant to experience challenges they're meant to experience suffering unfortunately it's just that you know the human condition we're not supposed to get out of this life and it will just be perfect and easy so kind of just sort of taking part of my brain away from trying to predict things or see things and just go you know just let go a bit here and just allow them to experience life without me I think as well being a coach that I sometimes think my kids can't suffer. I can't drop the ball. I can't miss something. But I was creating quite a bit of mental pressure by trying to sort of see into the future all the time and, you know, think of the conversation they might need me to have ahead of something. Do you know what I mean? 
Absolutely. Yeah. And I think in turn, you're able to give them the gift of being able to, of course, we don't want other people to suffer or to have pain or to stumble or that sort of thing. But you're also building in them an independence where they're able to learn from those lessons themselves. Mm. So by you actually releasing control, you're giving them some control and I mean, that will only make them better humans because they'll have that experience under their belt. Yeah, exactly. And then what I found from the, the, I'm like, what's the one thing that makes the biggest difference? You know, so what's my goal with my children? Well, my goal is that I'm like incredibly connected to them. We have such an incredible relationship. We always have. And I've, you know, I've put the work in and of course I don't ever want to lose that. And then I thought, well, what gets me that connection? I'm like, literally, it is just snuggling up with them to read at night. And I'm like, and what sort of, you know, how much do I need to do that to actually get that kind of connection? When I got real with myself, it's like, it doesn't even have to be every day. It's just that once or twice a week, minimum, I make sure that we get some time together. And actually what I've realized since stepping back from trying to do it every single day is that my kids come to me when they're feeling like they want some mummy time and that, you know, my eldest that's nearly 11, you know, he will, the other day he came out into the garden. He's like, oh, mummy, I just, I just want to hang out with you for a bit. Can we just talk? And I think because of being a coach and like always, you know, teaching them about talk about your feelings, talk to me, talk to anybody, you know, it's really important to talk talk then they have become really good at being able to say you know what's going on with them like my youngest who's eight and um, I remember the hormones raging with my uh, now 10 year old when he was eight and so the other day you know he's getting a bit emotional about things I think it was lockdown and stuff and I just said you know remember as well it's not just everything that's going on in the world with lockdown and the changes it's also that your body's going through changes and you have quite a surge of hormones at eight and the other day he just said Oh, I'm having a bit of a funny morning. I'm, I think it's just my hormones, mummy. Oh, <laughs> bless him. But, you know, I'm finding that they have, I, I've got to remember that they, I've already done so much work. They do come to me when they need that connection time. And of course, because they're my priority, then I will shut the laptop. I will stop what I'm doing and I will make sure that I meet them where they're at. But I've been able to just lose this sort of daily pressure of, I need to make sure I read to them tonight. I need to make sure I'm also, we're all sitting at the table. I need to make sure we're all having a really good meal. You know, it's like, doesn't matter what we eat. It would be optimum if we ate really healthy stuff every single day and we all sat around the table. But so I let go of that. You know, I I kind of looked at my messy kitchen the other day and um, I was thinking about how I was saying to my husband, you know, some people see problems. I only see solutions. I was, you know, being a bit silly. And then but then I looked at the kitchen. I thought, you know what, that messy kitchen and not trying to have the perfect home is my solution to being able to work right now whilst my children are home because the, the schools are closed because of COVID and I'm, I'm juggling my business and homeschooling and my relationships and everything with them. And so actually the messy kitchen that I don't have time to clean right now, that's the solution to me being able to carve out a bit of time to do some deep work. So those are the kind of things that I've got rid of, just this constant list in my head of sort of five or ten things that I'd like to get done today instead I have about three things I'd like to get done over the course of the week and that covers three different areas of my life which are most important to me 
Oh my goodness. What I just heard the most Mm -hmm. was how your life has been impacted one by this epiphany, but Mm -hmm. two by you doing the hard work that goes into it, like figuring out what are the most important things. And I think, I mean, look at the comparison now what you've been able to share and show your boys and mm. build within your relationship, I mean, it just sounds like it, it is such a beautiful, beautiful gift. And not that it wasn't beautiful before, but this is just a more wholehearted approach to living with them, connecting with them, and just building a really incredible connection and bond. Yes. Yeah, that's it. It's like, it's just deepened and I've just been able to be so much kinder to myself so much wiser about what's possible in life and let you know rest and slowing down be a priority rather than (laughs) it just was no priority for so long um yeah it's wonderful oh well and I'm wondering because it's just a very human feeling a human emotion the guilt that comes along with I mean a lot of us especially women um, have a lot of perfectionist tendencies mm-hmm. <laughs> and absolutely feel the guilt if we're not balancing everything or if we're not doing everything just right mm. and I'm wondering how you've worked through some of those feelings like the guilt if you're not focusing all your intent all your attention on every single little thing yeah it can be hard to work through that it can I think for me the breakthrough with that was was this 80 20 rule it's that whenever my brain wants to sneak up and say oh that would be ideal you know like it used to that that would be the optimum thing to do I just instantly just can shut that down really quickly by saying but that's not the one thing that will make the most difference in my priorities I know what they are and it just allows me to constantly let go of all these little um pings that I get oh I should feel do that or I feel a bit guilty you know I really kind of very quickly I think this this rule by the way the book I meant to mention the book if anybody's thinking I need to know more about the 80-20 principle it's called the 80-20 principle the secret of achieving more with less by Richard Koch. But I haven't actually read it. It's just that, like I mentioned on this um, seminar that I went to for three days, um, the person described it um, in a way that I've described it. And that was enough for me. But anyway, I just wanted to mention the the references to where people can get more information if they're excited about that. Um, But yeah, I just think this principle is so solid that um, I just don't see any point in any guilt. I just look at it and think, no, I know what makes the biggest difference in the most important areas of my life. And I I really love the other thing that him that uh, I was another way sort of that it was explained to me was, um, oh, how did they put it? It was really good. Um, It was that it implies that 80 percent of what we do in our life is at best ineffective and at worst, a total waste of time. And like, that just got me. And I'm just like, I do not want to spend my time doing things that are a total waste of time. Like, I don't have time for that. (laughs) (laughs) I just really want to be, you know, I really feel that when you slow right down and you prioritize rest, you become one more self-aware, which 
is a really key skill that I found that you really need to cultivate if you want to look after your mindset and you want to master your mindset because the, you can't do the mindset piece if you're not aware of what you're thinking and if you're not kind of witnessing your own behavior. And I have found the only way that I can become more self-aware is when I slow right down. And then the other part of slowing right down is that um, it means I can think and it means that I can hear the whispers from either my heart or what you're talking about, your soul, I also would refer to it as, you know, people would say from God, from universe. And so that, again, is a huge, huge priority for me. I have to be self-aware. I have to be hearing the pings and the whispers. I desire to be connected to my inner self and guided by my inner self and by life and by God or universe, whatever you want to call that. Um, so because that is such a priority for me, now that I've kind of, um, you know, learned these other pieces around it, it's like I've got no time for the guilt stuff. I know what matters to me. And it's, yeah, it's been very freeing. Oh, my goodness. That I couldn't have put it in a more beautiful term. I think I, I am definitely a feeler and I am a sensitive person and I too definitely want to be able to make space in my life and just quiet the noise to be able to hear those little, mm. I call them soul prompts or whispers. Ooh, I love that you use that, that mm. term. Mm. And I think we miss out so much because we have an intrinsic knowing mm. and Sometimes when we're so busy with life, we know that something is off, mm. but we don't know quite what it is. And it isn't until we take that time to kind of slow down and pause. And when we hear those whispers or really listen to what's happening in our soul, yeah, we really get clear on what we need to do, either what the next step is or where we need to make some changes in our lives. And I just love hearing about that transformation for you mm, yeah and you know the one thing that I'd add to that that I missed was the other part of not feeling guilty is I just I, I had like an aha around compassion and just instead of feeling guilty I just feel compassion for myself because I will continue because I'm a human being to I love what Brooke Castillo says that you you fail forward in life and so the only way I will get to be better at prioritizing rest and going slow and applying the 80-20 rule which helps me in life the only way I'm going to get better at doing that is by doing it wrong <laughs> and going ah oh, I got that wrong today I fell into my old patterns and then having absolute compassion for myself and then trying again and it, this mentality of you know it's never failure it's always just feedback or, you know, this sort of failing forward um, concept. That's the other way that I deal with it. Just have immense compassion for myself. Don't expect perfect behavior. Even when I've had an epiphany, I will still have moments that I think, oh, Kia, why did you slip into that? Or why have I got myself into a little overwhelmed spiral? You know, and I just look at it and I think, well, look, I don't do it that much anymore. And I will never stop learning. I will always be learning these tools and I'll always and I think I don't know if you find this Ali but the more that I learn about something and that I I kind of move to a new level in my life with all the developing and growing that I'm doing I then discover there's like 20 more layers to grow through which I didn't see before oh <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely and I and I know I feel like you're just a kindred spirit I know that you love learning as much as I do yeah 
So with every pivot, every change, every turn, I know that we're just learning, you know, one thing that actually leads to another 20 things that we're soon to uncover mm. you know, is this continual process of learning and adjusting. And when you think about it, you know, this is new behavior for us. This isn't how we're taught or yes. raised. And so, of course, we're not going to get it right. You yeah. know, we're kind of going against the grain and we are teaching ourselves, mm -hmm. educating ourselves. And so we have to have compassion and grace for ourselves to be able to, you know, to mess up and to slip and, you know, not do everything perfectly and I just love that you acknowledge that and really honor that part of the process yes exactly yeah you're absolutely right we can't then fall into <laughs> our old perfectionist ways when trying not to be perfect <laughs> right exactly that's not going to help anyone right <laughs> exactly <laughs> well I would love to know some of the ways that you incorporate rest just in your everyday life mm, oh I love talking about this kind of thing well I have um, got a new concept again um, over the just over the last few months and I've been doing this um, all through the three months of quarantine and it's been a game changer so my most recent discovery which is going to be staying is um, a concept I've learned recently um, from an amazing coach in the states called Tara Marino and she has this uh, kind of framework that she teaches that every day you get up and you kind of move through three different energies and so one of them is an energy which is all about kind of connecting with yourself and you know kind of that typical sort of you wake up and you do something which might be meditation journaling yoga for some people you know there's all sorts of different lovely morning practices that connect you to your inner self and then of course there's the energy of moving into you know your doing of your day your work or whatever it might be um, but the things where you're actively doing something in the day and you're putting a lot of energy into it now I have always done that in that order but she introduced me to another kind of energy which is all about pleasure and frivolity and just doing something that pleases you just because it pleases you. And her philosophy is that you need to take um, your energy um, from the, the first energy of doing connecting to yourself and you do not move into the working or the doing energy until you've done something that is completely frivolous and for yourself and just for pleasure. And so I was like, wow, I've never kind of heard of this. Um, I'll give it a go. And, oh, my goodness, it, you know, it really does sort of align with a lot of what Julia Cameron teaches, who wrote The Artist's Way, which I'm sure, um, you know, a lot of your listeners will know. And, you know, especially if they're creatives like you are and I am. Um, but, you know, I love everything that Julia Cameron says. And, of course, she is all about connecting to your inner child. And what does your inner child want to do? What frivolous things is it interested in or curious about? And so... That is one way that I've incorporated rest into my day. It's by prioritizing the time with myself, then prioritizing time to do something that is just about seeking pure joy. And only then do I move into my work. And then, of course, having applied the 80-20 rule, I am trying to do so much less. And in fact, there's another theory um, that she teaches, which is you then reverse it at the end of the day. You finish your work, you do something that you love, and then you connect with yourself again before you go to sleep. 
Um, so that's kind of what it's looking at right now for me. It's doing way, way, way less, letting go of, you know, this. I've written out a list of all the things I'd love to do in my business and gone, what are the things that move the needle? Okay, that's, that's it. That is all that's on my list. And all the other things that, for example, things I've cut out have been trying to write a weekly newsletter, um, trying to, uh, you know, do, uh, get a freebie out regularly and make it different, trying to advertise that. Oh, there's just so many things. And I've literally just whittled it right down to what's the one goal that I have? How do I best meet that goal? And if I have any time or energy and I want like in, in abundance and I've done the rest and I've done the play, but I really am excited about something, then fine, write a newsletter if I'm inspired. But I've got rid of that daily mental pressure of trying to get to the end of a never ending list and yeah, prioritize those other things instead. Oh, I just love that. I hadn't heard of that um, technique either. And I think that that's such a beautiful way to kind of plan your day and work within your day, um, you know, to acknowledge those different shifts in energy and, and one just acknowledging and taking some time for yourself and just doing something for the sake of pleasure, which you have shared countless stories um, about the thrill of just sneaking upstairs, hopping in bed, and like reading for an hour. Yes. <laughs> That's my I thing. Think I think it's this really beautiful thing. And this topic, I mean, there's so many layers to it, but one of the layers is, I think, especially as women, making rest a priority allows us to inspire the next woman yes. to make that a priority in their life. Because there, there are so many times when I would see a story where you talked about hopping in bed and just reading for an hour. And I thought, you know what, that sounds amazing. I, I want to do that too. And it's like the small, the small thing that you can do for yourself, but it creates ripple effects and it helps inspire the next woman to say, you know what, I'm worthy it's okay to stop and nurture myself and do something just for me. I think that is such a beautiful thing. Oh, it really is, isn't it? And I think it's so valuable to do that little bit of inner discovery work, to think about what are the things that feel completely, I love this question, like what feels completely luxurious to me? And that was my thing. It was it's to read in bed in the middle of the day. It's to open the windows, feel the breeze, have the fairy lights on, have a cup of tea, have a candle on. And in the middle of the day, I don't know why it just seems so luxurious and outlandish, but it's like to get into bed in the middle of the day. Another one is to have a bath in the middle of the day with a book. And, uh, and it's, yeah, it's do that inner discovery work to see what gets you feeling like that is ultimate rest. And I think, you know, Julia Cameron also talks a lot about um, selfishness. In fact, I've got a quote above my computer, which I'll read you now, which I love, which is, if you are afraid to appear selfish, you will lose who you are. Oh, and I'm just like, oh, gosh. Oh my goodness. Will you say that one more time? Yeah. That is powerful. Isn't it? If you are afraid to appear selfish, you will lose who you are. And again, it's what you're saying about worthiness. You have to have a, you have to value knowing who you are and honoring 
why you're here on this planet and what you feel called to explore. Once you can value that and see that you are worth exploring that, then you realize you're going to have to become a little bit selfish in order to prioritize that. And part of that is going, okay, right, I do, I need to be able to rest, like we're talking about, to be able to hear the pings, to be able to feel those whispers and see where I'm being called. So rest is, is a non-negotiable. Okay, so how do I love resting? What feels like ultimate pleasure and, you know, frivolity and that kind of thing. Okay, so it's, you know, getting to know yourself. It's, it's just the most incredible journey, isn't it? It's, it's one that we'll do for our whole lives, but this self-love and honoring the, the the whole journey of life is it's just so exciting and you know I ju it just I, well as you can probably tell I, I'm just so thrilled to always talk about these kind of topics <laughs> <laughs> well I am too because I think it's so necessary and what we're talking about and really what it boils down to is being able to show up in our lives as who we want to be yeah and I think doing the work to really figure out our values or what's most important to us and making rest a priority. I mean, what we're talking about is so multi-layered. When we are able to rest and take care of ourselves, mm -hmm. we show up in the world more confident and powerful. And when we narrow down the things that are really important, we're able to show up in those areas with um, you know, more passion and zeal and more inspiration. And, and so really what we're talking about is being able to take a step back or resting, and then we're able to show up in our lives in a bigger and more beautiful way, which, I mean, that's what the world needs more of, right? Just yes. us showing up in our power with our gifts. That's what's going to affect change. Yeah, a hundred percent agree, Ali. Totally. It's, it, it's just kind of, it, once you start living this way, you look back and you think, what was I thinking <laughs> to not prioritize <laughs> these things? <laughs> Absolutely. And then don't you feel a little bit like you've kind of discovered the secret of life and then you just want to share it with everyone? This is it. I feel like, the, you know, the language that I use sounds crazy, but there's no other way of describing it. I use a similar language. I'm like, I feel like I discovered the keys to life, guys. Like, I've always been the person that's been going, hmm, you know, even as a child, like to my parents, I, are you sure there's no manual to like life? Because that feels pretty weird to me that we don't know how to do this thing. I really think you could probably, you know, there must be a manual somewhere. And I feel like I've been looking for these keys to life. And then it really is quite incredible when you've been conditioned through society to think that there are no keys to life. You just have to, you know, pay bills and die. And that's kind of, you know, you might get a retirement if you're lucky. Stop going on about wanting things. <laughs> and then you discover the keys to life and you discover that I don't need all that stuff to be happy and that I can feel at ease and I can feel peace now and that is what true happiness is it, it is just yeah like you say you just want to tell every woman every man everyone and just save them from their own suffering <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there really are some mornings, you know, I go out my, my morning time, my tea time is very, very important to me. It's become a non-negotiable because mm. it's just such a centering and nourishing act. It's time for myself, but so often I sit as I'm listening to birds or watching the squirrels, you know, cozied up in my blanket. I think 
I just want to bottle this up so every person can experience this because it is so profound, so powerful, and such a gift. Uh, I couldn't agree more. I feel exactly the same. It is. It is such a gift. Mm. Well, I would love to know what are, I mean, you are coming at this from a couple different angles. One, you are a human being Mm -hmm. that has discovered these things for yourself and you've been educating yourself, but now you're also a coach. So I would love to know maybe some ways that you would encourage people to incorporate more rest in their own lives. Oh, yes, definitely. Well, you know, I find that in order to be able to make the choice to prioritize rest, you need to start by doing some work on your thinking. And again, this piece around um, self-worth, because it doesn't matter how much somebody can convince you it's a good idea, unless you feel worthy of doing it or unless you believe and you agree with it, you're just not going to do it. So I would, you know, I, I find that the foundation for making any change in your life, even something as simple as choosing to have more rest in your life, is firstly learning to love yourself. And that is about learning to accept and then move into loving who you are, just as you are, where you do not need to be anything other than you are. And when you get to that point where you just love yourself outrageously so and you don't need to change and you don't need to be different then suddenly you've got your own back and that means that you will make decisions that are for you because what I found is before I learned to love myself as I am outrageously so I would know what's good for me but then I would still sabotage myself all of the time. Now, that's not to say that I don't slip into saboteur things here now because I'm a human and, of course, like we've talked about, the work is never done. But I used to just sabotage myself constantly. And I used to have this conversation with my friends and with my mom, you know, for years and years and years and say, like, I know what I need to do, but I don't get why I'm not doing it. And it would be the same with this. You might find yourself saying, you know, I, I know I need to rest. I've been listening to this conversation with Ali and Kier and they've, they've actually convinced me <laughs> I need to rest more. <laughs> but you may find yourself still saying, but I'm not doing it. I don't get it. My, my guess would be I would put money on it. It's because you haven't learned to love yourself yet. And so First of all, I recommend that people do the work around learning to love yourself. A great book to get yourself started with that is um, You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. Um, that's, a, you know, a, just a wonderful, nourishing book. And then it's about getting really up close and personal with your belief system. Because once again, even when you learn to love yourself, if you're still programmed by all the people who have um who have raised you and influenced you and taught you what is good, what is bad, what is right, what is wrong, according to their belief system and what people in previous generations have passed down, then you're just going to be living according to a program that you never even created. And what we tend to do is we don't question it. We just automatically think, well, I can't do this because, you know, a great one is I can't relax because it's lazy. And so I like to get people to do a whole bunch of work around their mindset, which helps them to empty their head and discover what these thoughts are. Another word for them 
is your limiting beliefs. I mean, uh, there's lots of other works. People call it shadow work. Eckhart Tolle um, refers to similar things as, uh, oh, what is it that he calls it? I've just forgotten. Um, oh, yeah, the pain body. But essentially, you'll have all of these beliefs, which is, you know, what are holding you back. And then we do some, some fact checking and we find the truth. And so, you know, what I would find was that I had been absolutely conditioned to believe that resting is for lazy people. And again, this kind of the, the stuff around the 80-20 rule, that actually the harder you work, the better your results will be. So it's really hard then to allow yourself to rest if you inherently, even if you love yourself, but if you inherently believe that it's not okay, it's naughty, it's cheating, it's that kind of thing, then you're still not going to do it. And that's why I believe the next point is you've got to look at your beliefs and do your belief work. And then when you find the facts, when I went through this, I looked at it and went, oh, wow, I've been taught that it's lazy to rest and that we all have to work hard. Everybody's working hard. So who am I to think I'm special enough to have a completely different way of life? Like that's not okay. But then when I actually got to the, the facts of what I believed, I then looked at all well, my belief system is that I have come to this earth to, um, answer the dreams that are in my heart to answer my calling to do what I love and to live a joyous beautiful life and that when I do that life will support me and therefore resting has got to be a priority otherwise I'm not going to ever get to doing any of those things because I'm going to be chasing my tail the whole time and so then when I look at it and say I don't believe that resting is lazy. I, I've been taught it and I'm conditioned to think it is, but I don't agree with it. The fact is, is that I don't agree with that belief. So I need to create a new belief. And then I talk, you know, the ladies that I coach through a process where you now create new empowering beliefs that are based on the absolute truth. So you're not trying to trick yourself into believing something that your brain's going to battle with. Your brain, because you've done the work, actually does believe it and then you just think it over and over and over again until you don't need to anymore and that is the the long answer to your question about <laughs> how you actually give yourself permission to rest and actually start resting more oh my goodness you uncovered so many different layers within that answer <laughs> we could unravel that all the live long day yeah. What I want to touch on is, I mean, we're talking about rest that seems like such a clear-cut, straightforward thing. Mm -hmm. And really what we're talking about is getting to know our true selves, mm -hmm. getting quiet and really figuring out what we value and knowing what our worth is. I mean, talking about sabotage, that totally resonated with me because I have found myself countless times throughout my life. I know what I need to do. I know what my life needs to look like. I know steps A through Z. Why can't I make it happen? And it absolutely comes back to that truly knowing that you're worthy of, of being taken care of, of yeah. taking care of yourself, yeah. of resting. And like you said, the belief systems that were raised in, mm. you know, program that we had no input yes. <laughs> you know <laughs> I think you on so many incredible parts of not only are we saying 
yes, we need to slow down and we need to allow for rest, but really it's, it's more about the inner work that needs to happen first to get to that place. And then that's where you can see transformation in your life. That's the really exciting part. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Ali. It really is. And it's, it's again, the compassion piece also relates to, as you've like touched on, there are so many layers going on here, like the different things that I've shared in my journey, you know, this is just a teeny tiny portion of the journey I've been on for the last three years. So you can imagine the amount of growth, journaling, work, inner work, coaching, self-coaching, all the stuff that I've been doing. And a huge part of this, the breakthroughs that I have, have come from finally understanding and listening to my coach that said this to me, you know, two or three years ago. And I remember one of the first days I went into her office, she said, you are going to want all these changes now, but it is a journey. And she said, you know, I will tell you this time and time again. And I didn't really sort of get it. I was just like, okay, yeah, journey. It's a journey. I didn't really think about what it meant. Now this length of time into it, I'm like, oh, Yes, because of all these layers like you've picked up on, there are so many layers at play that, you know, we don't need to be in such a rush because we're, it's just there's too much. We have to go quietly and slowly with, oh, I love what Janine Roth says, you know, being unspeakably kind to ourselves. And that's the only way to make lasting change in your life is to just allow it to take the time that it's gonna take and acknowledge it's a journey. I've been, you know, like I've, I've obviously touched on this, I've been striving, trying to be productive my whole entire life, thinking that that was the good thing to do because that's how I've been programmed. And yet, since I have just let go and slowed right down, I have found that things move far quicker in my life and I get to where I'm, you know, ultimately visioning that I want to go, but it's weirdly, through slowing down and letting go rather than efforting. And again, it's it's like life isn't in a hurry. We're the only ones that are in a hurry. You know, life, God, universe, none of that wants us to rush. We're going to miss the point if we do. And that's really reassuring. Like we don't, it's not about rushing. It's actually the total opposite. Um, yeah, it's it's amazing. <laughs> well, and so often we feel like, and I, and I feel like this is a great, I don't know, a trick mm. that society has played on us or something that we've been taught. We are, we are raised to believe that there is a destination that we're getting to. Yes. And it's not, not hypothetical that life is a journey. I mean, that is truly it. That's what it boils down to is we are on a journey. There's no destination. We're constantly learning, constantly evolving. We're a different person every single day. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you've totally touched on that, that there isn't this magical place we arrive. Mm -hmm. You know, we are constantly going to uh, intake new information and process that and maybe, maybe change how we operate or what we do or that sort of thing. But it really is about the, I mean, we're missing out on life if we're so quick to be chasing the next goal or the next thing, you know, the next mm. dangling missing out on the beauty of life. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't have put it better myself. That's beautiful. I completely agree. <laughs> 
Oh, Kia, I knew this conversation was going to be amazing, but this was even better than I could have ever imagined. And I'm so grateful for your wisdom and just how graciously you share you know, the experiences that you've had in your own life and how you've gotten to this point. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, before we wrap up, I definitely want to make sure that you share information where people can find you and and what you're currently working on. Um, But I think that you have so beautifully laid out a a real life plan that people can put to use today Mm -hmm. to incorporate more rest and to start doing the inner work that needs to happen so that you can really live a life that you love yeah oh yeah that's just it and I would say you know like we've talked about so many different kind of tools and things but for anybody listening that is thinking I'm excited I want to start something but there are so many tools where do I even begin I would always just say begin with the thing that resonates with you most I mean Ali you've kind of already sort of referred to that at some point in this um, conversation I think um it's you know it's it really is about what is the thing that um has grabbed your attention the most and just start with that don't try and do all the things at once um so yes so where people can find me they can find me i mostly hang out on instagram um so it's just um you know my handle is just my name kia cannons and um i also have a website kiacannons.com which has got links to all sorts of different things that i do um you know i'm a writer uh, i've obviously a coach i have a membership where i teach people how to do what they love through uncovering their passion and purpose and then overcoming imposter syndrome because that's usually the next thing that crops up I know what I want to do but I don't think I'm good enough and I've got all this self-doubt and we do that and then we work on our mindset and our belief system every single month um so all that can be found at my website yeah which again is just my name kiacannons.com oh kia this was such a pleasure thank you so much for oh everything (laughs) you are just an incredible human and I am I'm so grateful to be able to to have a really, you know, a heart-to-heart conversation with you. It's such a joy. Oh, I feel the same. You're just an absolutely wonderful human as well, Ali. I feel so grateful to be able to call you my friend. And thank you so much for inviting me to have such a beautiful conversation. I, as you can tell, and as I've mentioned, I love talking about this kind of stuff. So just, yeah, thank you so much as well. Well, friends... I don't know about you, but that conversation just may very well have been one of my absolute favorite conversations ever, and I am so glad that you are here for it. Um, I know Kia mentioned a ton of incredible resources, so I'll make sure to include all of those in the show notes, but I hope that after today's show, you feel more empowered and inspired to incorporate more rest into your life after hearing all the amazing ways it has impacted Kia's life, it's impacted my life, and I know it can make a difference in yours. And I hope that you'll check out some of the amazing work that Kia is doing too. So here are a few takeaways from our conversation today. Number one. Rest is important for all of us. It allows us to show up in the world as the best version of ourselves. And I know so many of you in the Seek and Be community are women wanting to make an impact in the world. So I want to challenge you to allow yourself more time for rest. 
you'll be able to serve the world much better when you make yourself a priority. Number two, allowing yourself to rest is not lazy. In fact, it helps increase our productivity when our bodies and minds are able to rest when they need to. When we go back to work, we're more rested, we're more creative, we're more alert, and we're able to make even more progress towards our goals. Number three, getting clear on what truly matters in our lives can make all the difference. Figure out what your values are and begin living according to that. You will be astounded at how drastically your life can change. And number four, if you're not sure where to start as far as giving yourself time to rest, take a page out of Kia's book and indulge in a little afternoon reading in bed. It will do wonders for your soul. (laughs) A huge thank you to Kia for your time today and for being such a source of wisdom. You have become such a dear friend, and I am so grateful for having connected with you. You are such a light in the world, and I never cease to be amazed and inspired by you. Make sure to check out seekandbe.com forward slash episode nine for all the information on today's show, including the show notes, where to find Kia, plus exclusive access to seven ways to add more rest to your life. That's the free resource I created just for the Seek and Be community inspired by our conversation today. Again, that's seekandbe.com forward slash episode, and the number nine. Now, you didn't think I'd go a whole show without a dad joke, did you? You know what that means. It's time for dad joke of the day. What do you call a cheese that isn't yours? A nacho cheese! Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you learned something new or found a bit of inspiration. At the very least, I hope you had a little fun. For an extra dose of inspiration, make sure to check out seekandbe.com. That's S-E-E-K-A-N-D-B-E.com. It's a very special place I've created just for you full of free resources and other beautiful things to help encourage you on your journey. If you're looking for connection, don't forget to check out the Seek and Be community on Instagram. It's a lovely and inspiring place. Find us on Instagram at Seek and Be. We'd love to have you. And don't forget, you can always get in touch by email at hello at seekandbe.com. Send me your favorite dad joke or share what's inspiring you these days or just pop in and say hello. I'd love to hear from you. Okay, friends, remember that I'm cheering you on and I'm sending you so much love. Now go out there into the world and seek inspiration and be inspiration. Thank you.